DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Father John Bartunek, who was ordained a Catholic priest by the Legionaries of Christ in 2003 and earned his doctorate in moral theology in 2010. He provided spiritual support on the set of Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ while researching the 2005 Catholic bestseller Inside the Passion. He has contributed news commentary regarding religious issues on CNN, Fox, and the BBC. With Father John Bartunek, we go inside the pages of a new four-volume set of his best-selling compilation of the meditations on the Gospels entitled The Better Part, a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer, published by Sophia Institute Press. We now begin part two of our conversation with Father John Bartunek. I love the four step as well. I, you probably know by now, I love all of them. <laughs> so, so when I say I love, I mean, it, it continues. The love just keeps growing. Uh, the, the step four commit is, it, it seems so, so natural when you think about it, Father. The commit isn't so much that I have a major go out and do something, but it's like a mother who has been conversing with a child and now you respond to whatever that conversation is. As I'm just speaking of my own experience, but as a mother, okay, do I, they're hungry, they're needy, or maybe they just want to jump in my lap and they want to hold me, but you commit to the, the relationship, the commit, uh, what you've just experienced in that conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, that's very beautiful. I, I mean, I had never thought of that, uh, that comparison, what you just shared about uh, a mother with her child. But that's exactly it. What your commitment is, you renew the commitment to the relationship. You've just, you set aside some time to, you know, have a cup of coffee with the Lord. You've just had this time together as friends and, uh, you know, who really love each other. And now you have to go on and, and you know, you've got to go do something else, right? You can't stay, you know, you got to uh, you got to move on to something else. But at the end of that time together, you renew your love, right? You renew your commitment. You're going to say, hey, uh, you know, I'm so glad uh, that we had this time together. And I'm, I, I want to be, I want to live that same, uh, that same patience. I want to live that same love. I want, I want to continue to build your kingdom. So you renew that sense of commitment, uh, of response to God. And this is, again, this ties in with that definition of prayer from the catechism, a vital and personal relationship with the living and true God, which means that God actually respects us as persons. So we are partners in deepening our relationship with God, like true friends. And how do we do that? How do you deepen a friendship? You care, you, you care about what your friend cares about. You, you know, you, you, you join forces in great projects. You help each other, right? And the great project of Christ is to build his kingdom in, in the hearts of men and women and society. And so we renew our commitment to our relationship with God at the end of our time of prayer. And sometimes that also, sometimes he inspires us to specific things. You know, you know all right, Lord, and I, I need to call my brother. I need to reach out to him. We haven't talked for a while and you put it on my heart. I'm going to do that today. So sometimes it can be very concrete and other times, it's just, Lord, you know, I just want to live in your love today. Uh, or I want to continue to, uh, you know, to live my, my mission today in a way that will please you. Um, but it's really what you said is the key. It's right, recommitting at the end. It's a, it's a way of finishing up the conversation by recommitting to, to the love, to the relationship. You also acknowledge the reality that there is difficulty in prayer. 
it, it is something that you, is it because we've sometimes received wonderful spiritual consolations and we feel the presence of God so strongly that somehow we think we have to feel something good every time we pray? Oh yeah, that's this is one of the big uh, one of the big things that can trip us up as we go forward in prayer. In uh, the other thing, yeah, so we we actually want to feel God's presence, and we want to feel the deep consolation and the joy um, that comes from His presence. But we can't we can't concoct that uh, because again, we approach our relationship with God through faith, and if He wants to touch us in a way that that stirs up. Um, the joy of consolation, he can, but we can't force him to do that, right? Uh, and But since, as you just said, since maybe we have had that experience before and it was transforming for us, then we think that if we're doing it right, we're going to get that experience again. And so what can happen is we subtly can shift our attention from from the God of consolation to the consolation that God can send us. And we try to kind of stir up consolation. And, you know, this, is, this isn't just for beginners. This is something that can really become an obstacle in our spiritual lives, even for people who've been praying a long time. Um, you know, some, some, there are some spiritual writers, Catholic spiritual writers, who have dabbled in uh, non-Christian meditation techniques precisely because of this temptation, really. Uh, some transcendental meditation techniques. And, like, non-Christian meditation, especially... Eastern meditation, is the purpose of it is not to enter into a relationship with God or deepen the friendship with God or discover. No, the purpose of it is actually to stir up a particular type of internal experience, to, to, to create a certain state of soul. Uh, so it's very self-referential. Uh, and the techniques that they use are not techniques of dialogue and faith with the God who loves me, but they're techniques of kind of getting control over the different faculties of my soul so as to create a state of, of peace or a state of tranquility or a state of, you know. So, so even advanced Catholic prayers have sometimes been, uh, become frustrated uh, in, in different seasons of the spiritual life when they're not receiving the consolation that they used to or when they're not receiving the consolation that they would like to. And so they begin to, to use their prayer as a way to stir up a state of the soul rather than as a way of simply entering into contact with God and allowing him to give whatever he wants. Um, there's a lot more that can be said about that, but maybe you want to interject at this point. And then... Well, there is so much more, and you do touch upon so many of those aspects in the better part, and that whole series based on uh, that it, it, it kind of helps us to break open the the Gospels, but each as they are written and given to us. And it's important because when we read the scriptures, we're not just reading a sacred reading. I mean, the writings of the saints are so important, and they, they're wonderful lampposts to guide us in our journey, wherever God is leading us in that. But the Gospels particularly, all of scripture, but the Gospels particularly, that is a sacred. That is God speaking to us, revealing himself. It's a, it's a capital W, as I always say. It's not just a little W. It's the word himself mm-hmm. reaching out to us. And that's what you do so well, Father, in this series, is you, you help illuminate that 
in so many different ways for for folks. Yeah, I think that's uh, it. It really is. There's you know the, the the gospels themselves, where God Himself incarnate is uh, every word, every gesture, every encounter is is meant for us. It's meant for us. It's meant to be. It makes it's what makes sense of the rest of New Test of the New Testament. What it's what makes sense of the rest of the Old Testament. Uh, and so to actually take time, and we, the thing is, we're so familiar with it, you know, so someone has been going to mass since, you know, since they were a kid, we go through all the gospels every couple of years, you know, we go through them. And so we're very familiar with it. So sometimes familiarity breeds, you know, contempt, right? We, we lose the sense of wonder. And, and what, one of the things I wanted to do with the better part was to kind of by, by breaking the gospel up into different units and kind of giving some explanations of, uh, of you know, of the context and what the different passages mean and how they reveal Christ. Just wanted to create some space where we could rediscover the wonder of, of Jesus who, who reveals himself in such powerful ways and kind of create some space where the Holy Spirit can use that to, to stir up our, our love for him, our, our admiration for him, uh, and continue to grow in our relationship with him. It's really inexhaustible. The the gospels are inexhaustible, and you know. So this resource helps helps you kind of keep discover the the treasure that's there. Yeah, I know. I, it's I, I, I'm I'm going to uh, convict myself here when I'm going to say that it's better than any study Bible I've ever come across. Uh, now, study Bibles are nice, but this is much more than that. I mean, this is this is a an entrant an entryway into something so much uh, it's trans. It transcends into that area of mystagogia, which you know, for many, I mean, we have this this beautiful period of charisma where you are mm. introduced to to Jesus. You want to know more. You you desire that, and so you seek him out. And then you have catechesis, which is a, mm-hmm. an important important part of what it is to become a Christian. But once we're baptized, Father, the rest of life is mystagogia, isn't it? Because now it, things have changed significantly ontologically for uh, us who have said yes. Yeah, there's a transformation that happens, and the transformation in our own soul, you know, the Holy Spirit there kind of transforming us, crafting uh, crafting us in, the, in our own unique kind of transformation in Christ. We become, we enter into the life of the Trinity, and each one of us will experience that in a unique way. Uh, and that you know, that has to, uh, you know, the, I agree with you. I mean, I, when I was writing the, the series, I really, I didn't want it to be just another, you know, study Bible. I, I really felt, I, I mean, those have been, as you said, those have their place and they're necessary. And, uh, but I wanted this to be something that you could, that could really, you it could be a companion in your, in your prayer life, in your, in your kind of taking the risk to really say, okay, Lord, I actually, Okay, I want to be your friend. I want to live that friendship. I don't want to just know about you. I want to know you. Uh, and I want to let you know me and I want to see where that leads. Uh, and there's just, you know, there's so much to discover. And yeah, there's so much to, uh, to discover in that journey. And I think, you know, this tool is, and that's where the subtitle come, came from, right? A Christ-centered resource for personal prayer. So to, and it's something you can go back to again and again. You know, even in the liturgy, the way that we, you know, when the time comes for the uh, for the ordained minister to, pro- to proclaim the gospel, right? We all stand up. There's a special prayer before, 
uh, even incense and candles and solemn, solemn liturgies, because the gospel, as you were saying earlier, there's something you know really central to it, even within the context of all of sacred scripture, which is all inspired. Uh, so to have this and to kind of go back to it and uh, as a way to to just keep discovering what God wants to give you there, that's that was the dream for for creating this resource. And it's a very personal resource, but you've also opened it up so that you could because it, it, it's always wonderful to be able to share with spiritual friends and to have those small group discussion. And even in a day, you know, as, as we're uh, having our conversation in the heart of 2020, and there is a lot of social distancing and people are not able to gather as they used to, you know, there's nothing stopping people from setting up a Zoom conversation. You know, friends who enter into this and then come together and then share what their experience, what their graces are. And um, you have done outlined in the questions, if if you choose to use it that way, or you can even use these questions in your own personal journaling, I think. Oh, yeah, they're meant for both of those possibilities. And, you know, you do bring up a good point. So I've been talking a lot about uh, this, this very personal one-on-one encounter with God in Christ through the Gospels. Uh, and, and that dimension is real and fundamental. But the Gospels themselves show that you know we're not called to journey alone. Uh, we journey together. Christ chose he had his groups of disciples, he had his twelve apostles, and and they, you know, they traveled together in this adventure. Uh, and the church itself is you know, the body of Christ is it's not just a it's not just a one on one thing. We're we're actually meant to journey together in fellowship. This fellowship, this Christian fellowship, this being being of one heart and one mind, as the book of Acts puts it is an essential element of, uh, of humanity itself, but also of, of redeemed humanity in the church. So, so, you know, we can study a Bible together uh, and learn, you know, do a Bible study together. Um, but when you use something like the better part, it's not just studying it together. What we're doing, the idea behind those questions at the end of each unit is to create, uh, make it easier for people to actually enrich each other with their experience of Christ with what the Holy Spirit says to them as they look into the scriptures. So in a sense, in the, in the religious tradition of religious orders, it, it's really sharing spiritual goods among ourselves. You know, we, we often share material goods with each other, um, but we can also share our spiritual goods. So my relationship with Jesus is different than yours. And so if, if we respectfully, you know, can, can share our own experiences, then we're both enriched by that. And in a sense, when we do that, when we create space in our lives to do that, to have real authentic fellowship and that kind of exchange, we're experiencing a little bit of, of, of heaven. Because in heaven, you know, all the saints together, we all, you know, we, we're not just, we have the beatific vision, we see God directly, but we're also uh, kind of sharing, we're, we're discovering the everyone else's experience of God and being enriched by that. And that's one of the sources of, of heavenly joy, right? So when we do that, we really strengthen each other. So, and I know many people who've used this resource in that way. We'll return to Inside the Pages in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, 
Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Litany of Humility O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, that others may be esteemed more than I, that in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Inside the Pages. Well, and Father John, it, it, it is just good in the spiritual life to have, if if at all possible, because it's not possible for everybody, a lot of people that are listening around the world to this conversation, they're, they may not be able to have a spiritual director, 
uh, or, uh, but it's important to try to reach out and have, you know, maybe good spiritual friendships, uh, maybe with a pastor, a confessor, uh, someone. So as you're entering into this journey, you it will help you when the distractions come along, when you come up against obstacles to, to give voice to that too, and then uh, allow them maybe some, uh, maybe they can help guide you through it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's part of what it means to journey together, right? We're, we're meant to lean on each other. St. Paul talks about um, bearing, bearing one, one, one another's burdens uh, and, and the importance of doing that, the importance of, you know, God calls us into his family to do that. And like family members, you know, they do that and we do that. And, um, but we can't do that if we're not willing to share our burdens, right? A lot of times we think about bearing each other's burdens from the point of view, I need to help the other, I need to help the other. And that's, that's uh, one side of it. The other side is I need to allow myself to, to be helped. I need to, to lean on others and not be self-sufficient. I think in American culture, uh, kind of there's a cultural temptation that we have where we think we're supposed to be able to figure it out all our, on our own and, and be self-sufficient. Uh, and kind of the things you're just talking about, you know, really seeking friendships that where the friends share the faith, uh, a good confessor, a, a mentor, a spiritual director, having places to go when I need some light or some encouragement or some guidance. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's an essential part of being a Christian. And, and sometimes we can neglect it. You know, we think we can just do it all on our own. Well, I sincerely, I wish we had for more time, Father John. I, I, I can, again, uh, recommend the better part more highly than I, I encourage people to go, go out and get whatever they can. You also have so many other resources, Father John, through the rcspirituality.org, which is a wonderful website that I know... Uh, Personally, it, in my in the town where I live, there are many uh, couples, single people that are participate in that and are really richly fed. Yeah, we've been working on uh, just trying to create all kinds of, of different resources that can help people respond to what God's doing in their hearts, inviting them into a deeper relationship with Him, inviting them to to join forces to build His kingdom. One of my favorite resources on rcspirituality.org is our retreat guides, kind of a do-it-yourself retreat, uh, which you can do on your own with your spouse, with your family, even at your parish. They're in kind of video format. They're in uh, written format and also audio format. And they always have a theme, and they take you through and give you things to think about, talk about, pray about. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot of different things. And there's other books as well, which you can find there, too. Yeah, I love that when when you find ministries that really are helpful in leading people closer to to Christ. That 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 realization is right there with you. That it never hurts to uh, lift them up because, as it said, a rising tide lifts all boats. It it creates a, you know a, a wonderful um, uh, community and culture. Christian community, I should say. And we need that today, don't we, Father? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's one of the, you know, we really try to, um, at that website, we try, we, we try to keep in mind, okay, what's going to be helpful? We don't want to take the place, because it's a virtual thing, right? It's a website. We don't want to take the place of the real life of these people who are growing in holiness and trying to build Christ's kingdom. 
but what can we do to help that help them do that help them respond to what what God's doing there so yeah so those resources are used by people in all different um, you know different different states of life and different ministries different movements uh, and that's I think I think you're right the rising tide lifts all boats and God you know every, everything we do God's going to find a way to make it fruitful for somebody as long as we're you know doing it out of love for Him. Yeah, again, not only are the the meditation unit, which reflects on the particular gospel, but that part one is so rich. I mean, I cannot get over the guidance in prayer. We didn't even get into all the difficulties in prayer that one might have, but you can if you get the book. And it also has so many wonderful vocal prayers that enhance Mm -hmm. the experience of contemplation and meditation because it... I mean, we're, we're, those are the voice of the saints. Most of those prayers were written by those who have entered in deeply, and they want to take you along with them. Yeah, they and you know, and as you as you grow and you develop your own way of kind of having your daily God time, you get some favorite vocal prayers, and they they kind of mix into your own mental prayer too. Sometimes there's so much in your heart that you can't even express it. And so you, you turn back to one of those beautiful vocal prayers that has spoken to you before. And you use that as kind of a vehicle to just lift your heart up to God as when you're in the, you know, in the converse stage, when you're responding to whatever God has, has uh, spoken to you. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Father John, any final thoughts? Well, just encourage all of your listeners to, uh, to really believe in, uh, you know, the more that God has in store, there's more to discover. There's more to give. Uh, every day the adventure continues. Uh, and nothing that happens is outside of God's providence. So he's always speaking to us. His voice is like the sound of many waters, like the ocean. It never stops. It's always reaching out to us. So, and if these resources, if the better part and the other things, they can help you kind of respond and continue to discover, well, then that'll give me a lot, a lot of joy as well. Oh, well, listening to the water when uh, from your work is like being on the ocean shore. It is uh, a beautiful sound, and there's so much there, and it's so rich. Thank you so very much, Father John Bartunek. Well, thank you, and God bless you. Okay, excellent. With Father John Bartunek, we've gone into the four-volume set entitled The Gospels from The Better Part, a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer. To learn more about this four-volume set, go to sophiainstitute.com, the website for its publisher, Sophia Institute Press, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.